See, all these things are connected, church. A lot of people sitting here to God, why am I here? The first thing you got to discover is where am I gifted at? And when you find your gifting, you will, can, you will connect to your domain, where the area that God has given you to dominate in, and he's given you an area of leadership in. And when you do that, you have now just found your purpose. But here's the problem. You can't realize your purpose without first having vision. Can I explain what this means? Let me, let me, let me give it to you this way. Vision comes, vision is viewing your purpose in a picture of your domain. That's what vision is. Viewing your purpose and a picture of your domain. So let me put it this way. Purpose is your domain. Your domain is what God's giving you to dominate. And when you see it, it's vision. Manifested Glory Worship Center. Kingdom focused, kingdom minded, kingdom living. This is the Rhema Talk Podcast. And you're listening to Pastor Damon C. Johnson, founder and senior pastor of Manifested Glory Worship Center. Bless the Lord. In this year of divine alignment, the question might be, Pastor, I heard you say that, but what am I aligning myself with? What what you say in divine alignment, but okay, what does that mean for me? So the question that comes out of that is, why am I here? Because understanding why you're here church you will then discover your purpose and so that's my sermon title today is is a question why am I here why am I here but but before I get into that I want you to check out this 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 new game show I want y'all check out this new game show all right pay, pay, pay attention here we go My name is Johnny. They wouldn't hire me for anything else, Blaze. <laughs> and I'm the host of the new show, What Will You Be? All right. Now we have our first, cont- well, let me explain how this works. <laughs> what will you be? Where we follow a person from start to finish and see if their goal aligned with what they actually said they were going to be. All right. All righty. All right. Now our first guest is Gabriella. Yeah. Straight from the west side of Baltimore, born and raised. On the playground is where she spends most of her days. Oh, Gabriella, let me ask you, what will you be? A president. A president. Oh, yeah. Very aspiring. Very good, 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 good. Watch out, Hillary, right? Okay. <laughs> all righty, all righty. Now, 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 next we have uh, none other than, no, 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 Nyla. Nyla. From the east side. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're moving on up, aren't you? Moving on up. All righty. Now, Nyla. Nyla, look, look at the people. Look at the people. Look at the people. Tell them, what will you be? Doctor. A doctor, yeah. Isn't that awesome? We got a president. We got a doctor. We got a president. Okay, now, kitties, get out the way. Get out the way. Go down. Focus on me. Right here. How's my hair? Okay, good. All righty. Now, a few years have passed, and our contestants have gotten a little older. Now, let's see. Uh, 
Gabriella. She's gotten a little older. <laughs> look, you know, look at the style. Look at her. Right? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that smile. A Hollywood smile, right? All righty. All righty then. Gabriella, let me ask you now. What? Do you still know what you want to be? What will you be? Um, I wanted to be a president now lawyer. She's changed up a little bit. She says she wanted to be the president, but she wants to be a lawyer. Still making money, right? Still making that money. All right, right, right. I like that. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, well you know, again, a couple years have passed. Let's see our contestants. Ah, uh, no, 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 Yeah, I'll give her a hand of applause, people. Come on, it's brave. You're brave. Your, your life is on television, right? All right. No, 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 do you still know what you want to be? Yes, I want to be a doctor. Oh, she still wants to be a doctor. Well, you know what? You can work on me, right? <laughs> All righty now, get out of my way. Get out of my way. Thank you very much. Give him a hand of applause. Give him a hand of applause. Don't they deserve it? Don't they deserve it? All righty. Now, our contestants have gotten a little bit older, hopefully a little wiser, right? Let's see, Gabriella. Gabriella. Yeah, oh, look at that. Come on, she's had some chore times, it looks like. Come on, hop along, come on, hop along. <laughs> All right, hop along, Cassidy. Where's the Sundance kid? All righty. <laughs> now, uh, G G G Gabriella, why don't, why don't you tell us? Have you met your goal? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, you know, the people heard it <laughs> when you were so, you know, so small and adorable, you know, like a little teddy bear, right? <laughs> um, have you met your goal? Uh, well, no. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about it. Tell us a little about it. Well, I wanted to be a, the president, and then I wanted to be a lawyer, and then life got in the way and I went the wrong direction, not the right direction. Um, I got married, oh had my. kids. Oh, you I, did? How many? Three. three. Oh, awesome. And then I still kept going that way, and then I'm trying to find my purpose, and that's difficult, that's painful, because when you get a certain age, you think you're supposed to know your purpose. But yeah. Awesome, now I only asked what did she do it, but <laughs> thank you, I appreciate all of that. <laughs> Heck, did she do it? <laughs> All right, let's see our other contest. No, stand right there. Come on, hop along. Stand right there. No, 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 Nyla. Let's see how our other contestant fared. Nyla, oh, look at that. Look at that. She's got a doctor's vest on and all. Lab coat, okay. Yes, yes, look at that, stylish. Now, um, Nyla, let me see. Did you meet your goal? Yeah, look at me. I'm a doctor. Wow! Give her a hand of applause, people! <laughs> Give her a hand of applause, right? <laughs> right? You slap on your back, right? All righty. So tell us about it. Tell us about your, your, your travels. What have you done? Tell, explain it. Okay, well, I studied. Explain it to the people. 
I studied for eight long years. I graduated the top of my class from the best medical school in the nation. I have the car I want. I'm making the money I want. And I was the first black young person to actually start my own practice. Whoa! Oh, I thought you were light-skinned, but you said black. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's all right. It's all under the covenant. All righty. Okay. Um... <laughs> Well, let, let me ask you, let me bring both of you right before the people. Bring right, right before the people, all right? So, you, you, you know, you had a few, a few ups and downs, ra- valleys and mountains, right? right? And you, you did too, but you accomplished your, your goal. But let me ask both of you. Are you fulfilled? No. Wow. Wow. One has it all together and the other kind of doesn't. But equally confused about purpose. I think we'll let Pastor take it from here. Thank you, Dad Johnny. I appreciate it. You had two people and they started out with very clear goals and their own plans for their lives. And one was able to obtain their goal and achieve and fulfill their plan. The other, she didn't tell you the whole story. She changed her majors 12 times and just all over the place trying to find why She's here, trying to answer that question, why am I here? And even though Nyla kind of had a a, a plan and a goal, even though she had money and position, she still was not fulfilled because she still had not discovered her purpose. Now, everything that God creates, he creates with destiny, and nothing exists without purpose. Nothing that you can physically see with your two eyes exists without purpose. There's a purpose for cold weather. There's a purpose for snow. There's a purpose for spiders. You know that? You may not like their purpose, but it's nevertheless their purpose. Everything that you can see has a purpose. Every human being was created to live life with meaning and purpose. Most of us think, I'm just here to survive to go to work, pay my bills, sit in my rocking chair and die. And most people live their lives not fulfilling their purpose. The word purpose means the original intent of a thing. And so in order to understand the original intent for you, people of God, we got to go back to the beginning. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Genesis 1. Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to show you God's original intention for us. Genesis chapter 1, we're just going to read uh, a couple of verses, starting at verse 26. Genesis 1, 26, when you get it, please say, I got it. If you're still turning, say, hold up. No problem. Genesis is in our Bible. Amen. 
the easy book to find, the first book. And we're going to be in the first chapter, chapter 1, verse 26. I'm going to read from the New King James Version, and it says this. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I wish I had time to explain that, but I'll spend it another date. Um, then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let me stop there. So God's original intention or the purpose for mankind was to extend his kingdom into the earth and that we will be the administrators of this expansion and we will have dominion in the earth. He gave us dominion, so dominion was and is our assignment. Amen. No, having dominion means he, God has made us leaders. Okay, so and your leadership church is designed to attract and to influence, to attract and to influence. So that's what we should be doing as the body of Christ, attracting and influencing. However, it's the other way around. Understand God gave us dominion. So instead of the church attracting people and influencing them, uh, it's the other way around. The world has attracted us. And it's influencing us. We have lost our position of dominion. Now, see, let me go a step further. He says in the text to rule over everything in the earth. He says, let them have dominion over the, the cattle, over the, the birds, the fish, everything that's in the earth and everything creep on the earth. Instead of the earth having, we have dominion over the earth, the earth has dominion over us. Can I explain? Where do you think gold and silver comes from? That represents money. And guess what? Instead of us having dominion over money, money has dominion over us. Y'all quiet in this Lutheran church. Y'all gonna be all right? Um, um, so much so, you know, it, it, it amazes me. Now, think about this. The, the Powerball is up to what now? 900 million? 1.3 billion dollars. So listen, a nation of people who have poverty, who have hunger and homelessness were able to raise 1.3 billion dollars in a matter of weeks. Why? Because money has dominion over us. Instead of the will of God, money has dominion. Now, listen to Now, let me make this real plain. If any of you all hit, make sure you pay your tithe. Bless the Lord. I can do real good math because 1.3 billion, a tithe of that is 100.3 million. Pay your tithe and leave a good offering. Come on now. I ain't one of them pastors. Let me tell you right out the gate. 
gambling is a sin and don't bring that money in here. I don't believe that. Bring it in here. So we can buy every building around us and build kingdom with it. You don't know? Hey, listen. If you get close to winning, bring your tithe into the house. I ain't one of them pastors. Let me tell you at the gate, I ain't one of them. You know, I taught us a pastor. Oh, man. Now, you mean to tell me one of your partners, one of your members come in and say, Pastor, I hit the Powerball. Here's a seed. He going to say no? Listen, let me tell you what. I'm going to receive that seed and thank God for it. Bless the Lord. You act like you don't know. Now, I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not telling, don't, don't think I'm telling you to go out there and play Bible. I'm saying, I know everybody do, so since you do it, <laughs> go on and sow a seed. The Bible says you're supposed to give off of all thy increase, including Powerball. All right. Let me get back to my text. So we were created, church, to dominate. That's what dominion means, to dominate. Right? So we, we were created to do that, and we were created to do that over the resources of the earth in the area of our gifting. Now, give me a moment to explain this. So your area of gifting is your domain. And that's what you will rule over. That's what you will dominate. Now, in this list that God said we had dominion over, not one of those uh, people in that list was people. It was animals, it was the land, it was, uh, but we want to rule over people instead of our gifting. We want to dominate things God didn't tell us to dominate and don't want to dominate what he told us to dominate. People that was not on this list, so we shouldn't be ruling over people, manipulating people. We should be ruling over the things of the earth and what God has placed in our hands as far as our gifting is concerned. So if that, so if, so let's, let me bring this all together. So if we're created to dominate and my area of gifting is my domain, then that's the key to my leadership. It's all going to make sense in a moment. So if you're trying to figure out, God, where's my place? Where's, where should I be ruling? It's in your area of gifting. And in your area of gifting, that's where you will dominate. And that's where your leadership is. A lot of people are trying to lead things that they ain't purpose to lead. And you got to first understand, find your purpose, and in your purpose, you're going to find your gifting, and in your gifting, you're going to find your leadership. Right. So, to discover my domain is to discover my purpose. To discover my purpose means I've discovered my source of leadership. Now, our little game show that we saw, I didn't pick those people. Elder John did. What Johnny did. He chose them as contestants. Okay. So I didn't choose them, but since he chose them, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to use them as an example. They don't know I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Come here for a minute, Cookie. Nala. No, it was your Gabby. So stay right there. I'm going to read this to you one more time. To discover your domain is to discover your purpose. And to discover your purpose, you discover your source of leadership. Now, Cookie, I'm going to tell you about an area of gifting that I found in the, in, in the Bible. I'll read the definition. It's called the gift of helps. The gift of helps is a special ability that God gives certain members of the body of Christ to invest uh, the talents that 
they have in the life and the ministry of others. Thus enable them to increase their effectiveness in their own spiritual gifting. Now here are some characteristics of the people who have this gift of helps. They serve behind the scenes where it's needed to support the gifts in the ministry of others. They look for opportunities to assist people in their work. They enjoy freeing up others so that God could use them as well. They like to attend the needs of others. Here's some personality traits of a person who has the gift. Now, again, I'm, I'm doing this because I'm explaining to Cookie how this thing works. Because your gifting is connected to your purpose. Your purpose connected to your leadership and why you're here. Let me read some of these, these personalities, gifts that these, this person has. They are available. They're willing. They're helpful. They're reliable. They're dependable. They're loyal. They're humble. And they're supportive. Here, here, here are some other things that they have. Now, I, th this, is, this is all people who have this particular ministry, this particular gifting, uh, and this particular purpose. They tend to overcommit, making it difficult to maintain a healthy and balanced lifestyle. They may also find it difficult to say no. And in order to understand, and I, I, I just, I just, I'm just telling you what, what I found in, in, in the Word of God. I'm, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm just telling you what I read. But, but understand, once I find out my gifting or my ministry, I've now connected to my purpose. I've now connected to my leadership. Now I know why I'm here. I got it. And, and guess what? God will allow me to dominate in that space. He will allow me to grow and to flourish and to find leadership in that space when I find my area of gifting. Now, just to let you know, that was called the ministry of helps. You can have a seat. It's your turn. I'm just telling you stuff that I found. In order to understand your purpose, you first have to find your domain. In order to find your domain, you have to first realize your gifting. I mean, let me so th there's another gift called the gift of mercy. Now I'm gonna read what this says about mercy. It says that the, the, the gift of mercy is a special ability that God gives to certain members of the body of Christ to feel genuine empathy and compassion for individuals, both Christian and non-Christians, who suffer distressing physical, mental, and emotional problems, to translate to compassion into cheerfully, um, cheerfully done deeds to reflect God's love and alleviation of their suffering. Now, here's some of the qualities that the people who have this gift of mercy has. They focus on alleviating the source of pain or discomfort from suffering people. They address the needs of hurting people, poor people, and marginalized people. They express love, grace, and dignity to those facing hardship and crisis. They serve in difficult and unsightly circumstances uh, in a cheerful way. Here's some of the other characteristics of the person who has this gift of mercy. They're empathetic, they're, they're compassionate, they're sensitive, they're tolerant, they're caring, they're comforting, responsive, and kind. But here's some other characteristics of people who have this gift, uh, 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 Tracy. I'm, I'm just reading what, what I have here in my notes. It says that they also sometimes become enablers of those who need 
comfort from them. And they become an able to those who are dealing with a difficult situation. And sometimes they feel unappreciated because the people they're helping has not shown appreciation. They, they, they often also sometimes lose balance in their own life because they're carrying the burden of those they're trying to help. I'm just reading what I have here in my notes. So, so, so the gift of mercy is a gift that God gives his people. And he gives the gift of mercy so that they can understand their domain and realize their purpose. You can have see, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking. See, all these things are connected, church. A lot of people sitting here to God, why am I here? The first thing you got to discover is where am I gifted at? And when you find your gifting, you will, you will connect to your domain. Where the area that God has given you to dominate in, and he's given you an area of leadership in, and when you do that, you have now just found your purpose. But here's the problem. You can't realize your purpose without first having vision. Can I explain what this means? Let me, let me, let me, let me give it to you this way. Vision comes, vision is viewing your purpose in a picture of your domain. That's what vision is. Viewing your purpose and a picture of your domain. So let me put it this way. Purpose is your domain. Your domain is what God's given you to dominate. And when you see it, it's vision. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I know that I might be a little deep today. Let me just say it one more time because y'all look like y'all just, y'all still waking up. So purpose is your domain. Your domain is what God has given you to dominate in. And when you see it, it's vision. Now, understand the problem is we don't connect to our purpose because we have too many plans. We never connect to what God has called us to be or what he created to be because we have our own agenda and our own plans. Can I show you a scripture, though, that's going to mess you up? Put it on the screen for me, Proverbs 19, 21. Look what it says here. Many are the plans in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand or be carried out. You can make all the plans you want, but it's God's purpose that's going to reign. It's God's purpose for your life that, that's going to that's, that's take over. Let me show you something else in the word of God. Put up there for me, Job 36.5. Look what it says here. It says, behold, God is mighty and yet does not despise anyone nor regard any as trivial. He is mighty in strength, in the strength and power and of understanding. That word despise in the Hebrew means ignore. So God would not ignore you. Understand, church, God takes interest in you. He created you for a specific purpose. And the reason why he does that, because he wants to fulfill something in the earth. And he's giving you domain and dominion in the area. And he, want, he needs it fulfilled in the earth. The problem is that we can't fulfill it. We take it to the grave with us because we never realize who we are. Wow. And why we've been sent into the earth. God does not ignore us. We ignore God. We ignore his will for our lives. Can I give you a sidebar? Your plans will keep you busy, but your purpose will keep you effective. Your plans will keep you busy. I, I see you, they, you know, I, I said, let me look at your calendar. They got, I got this, I got that. All these plans, all these things they're going to do. And it will keep them busy, but it's your purpose that will keep you effective. Understand this, church. God is committed to your purpose. He is committed to your purpose to the very end. Whatever's connected to your purpose, he's committed to that. 
I, I, you know, I, I thought for many years that, um, that my purpose was one thing. And that was not my purpose. That was a gift that he gave me to lead to my purpose. Can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I explain to you? There's a difference between talents and gifts. So, so gifts are, are, are dictated in the Bible. And then so God will give you a talent that's connected to your gift that will lead you to your purpose. And so when I was a little boy, I, I had to start p- taking piano lessons. And so I started playing piano. Understanding that the piano was my gift. It was a talent. It was a talent that I had. That talent was going to put me in a circle and put me in an environment that's going to help cultivate a gift that's going to lead me to my purpose. See, now I'm, I'm fulfilling my purpose up here. This, everything I did in my life was leading to this moment and it was leading into this, this place. And so you may have a gift or a talent. You may have that talent, but that talent is leading to a gift and that gift is leading you to your purpose. Then let me do something real random. So Elder John and, and Sister Faith, let me, let me just use you as an example. So you have a talent in writing plays and producing plays. That's a talent. But guess what? When you read the scripture, that's connected to a gift. The, te- the gift is called teaching. Yeah. Yeah. You got to read through your Bible. Talk about all the gifts that God has given the body of Christ. So, so you're, you're in the talent, you're teaching. That's connected to your gift. And connecting your gift is connecting you to your purpose. And guess what? Let me let you all in. Can I let you alone a little secret, church? Your, your success is not in your plans. It's in your, your purpose. See, here's our problem. We will, we, our plans will fall apart. Like, 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 like poor um, Gabby. Gabby wanted to be the president. She didn't become a president. She wanted to be a lawyer. She didn't become a lawyer. So then she just started, you know, doing whatever. So then she looks at herself and like, I'm not successful in life because none of my plans came through. And understand that your success is not connected to your plans. It's connected to your purpose. And when you connect to your purpose, that's where you will find your level of success. Let me let you know another little secret. Your provision is connected to your purpose. Many times we're like, oh man, how come I'm not um, making this what I'm going to make? Or how come I'm not where I need to be? Because you have never tapped into your purpose. This is what God does. He says, okay, I'm going to create uh, Deacon Luke. I'm going to create him in this time frame. I'm going to place everything in him here and everything he needs is in his purpose. Here's his purpose. Here's all his blessings. It's there. If Deacon Luke spent his whole life over here doing his own thing, he can't get mad at God why I have not achieved what I need to achieve and why I don't have the provision I need because God already placed it in his purpose. And when we get to our purpose, we get everything we need. It wasn't until I got to my purpose that I really start living. Can I be real with you? I was able to have things happen in my life and certain accomplishments and all those things were wonderful, but I was not fulfilled and I did not really start living until I started living out my purpose. And so church, I want to challenge you. Let's get connected to our purpose. Let's get connected to what God has for us. Now let me ask you a question. What's the purpose of a car? Okay, A to B. So if I don't care how expensive a car is, I don't care how much you wax it and clean it. If it don't get me from A to B, it is not fulfilling its purpose. And that's what we do. We, we, we like to dress it up, make it look good, put nice clothes on it, do all these wonderful things, and, and like look at it, but it still ain't fulfilling its purpose. I don't care how would it look like. I don't care what you, what, and, and so, and that's a lot of time, that's our lives. Even this, so, what was this? 
What's the purpose of a knife? To cut. So now, I'm using it for something that wasn't created to be. I'm using it like as a fork. And that's what happens. You might be a knife, but you're trying to be a fork. <laughs> and that ain't what you were created to be. And you, you might even find some success in being a fork. But you ain't fulfilling your purpose. And because you ain't fulfilling your purpose, you're always going to be lost. You're going to look at the other forks and say, how come they're able to do this and I can't? How come they can, they, they, got, they got three or four parts in them, I just got this one part. What's wrong with me? You, you, you're confused about who you are because you ain't fulfilling your purpose. I had to call this beautiful success. Or, I'm sorry, beautiful failure. Which means I'm doing things and I'll have some, some level of success in it, but ain't what I was created to do. And this is what most of our lives. Doing things, and you're doing it good. But you weren't created for that. And the problem comes in when, when I make things more complex. See, a fork could do more than this can do when it's fulfilling its purpose. And guess what? The knife can't, the fork can't do what the knife do. Look, I tell you what. Now, if this was a steak knife, and I tried, now some steak, you can't cut with a fork. Y'all know some of y'all can't cook. Come on now. <laughs> And you would need this to fulfill its purpose. But too many times, we're trying to fulfill something that we was not created to do. And so we got to find our purpose. And see, what happens too is that you'll see me and my purpose. I mean, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. And God said, I ain't created you for that. I created you for this. But I, but I like that, God. Didn't you say you give me the desires of my heart? I want that. He said, I, but I didn't create you for that. I created you to fulfill a certain thing in the earth. And this is why vision is important. You got to see. I want, I want, my prayer for you, church, is that God will open your eyes so you can see why you're here. Because here's the thing. Vision precedes, purpose precedes vision. Is nobody in here who create something and go, create this knife and go, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to use this for. You have the vision for it first, and then it's purpose fulfilled. So understand, nobody builds a car and say, I wonder what I'm going to use this thing for it after I already built it. God didn't do the same. God, before he created you, he already had a vision for your life. He had a vision for you. He said, I'm going to use them in the earth to do this. And so he had a vision, and then after the vision came purpose. And so that's my prayer for you, that you will realize the vision so that you can fulfill and understand your purpose. And I know some of you all are, you know, you got it going on. You're successful, and you're doing all these wonderful things, but you're still trying to please man and not God. Trying to please man, trying to live up to some standard that somebody in your family set for you. And that might even be your purpose. All the men in our family became whatever. We all plumbers. God may have created me to do something different. All the, all the women in my family, they all do this. And then they, you got to live up because now you're, the, you're so-and-so the fourth, so you got to do what granddad did. And, and it ain't your purpose. And you're trying to fulfill somebody else's uh, purpose for your life. Uh, stop trying to please man. Um, here's another thing. Everybody here has purpose no, no matter how you got here. 
See, some people may have got here in, in, in a weird way. Some people may have got here uh, through some, 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 some bad circumstances. No matter how you got to the earth, you still have purpose. Yes. And nothing nobody can do to you can remove the purpose that God has placed inside of you. There are no illegitimate children, only illegitimate parents. No matter how you got here, you have purpose. So stop trying, listen, people go to college, and that's wonderful, you should go to college if you can. People have family and friends, but you do not get your purpose from them. Your purpose don't come from what you got in school. Your purpose don't come from your family. Your purpose, you're born with it, God gave it to you. Now, here's the problem. Most people confuse their purpose with their job. Can we talk about that? Your job and your work. Um, most people, they'll get a good job and then still be on that job thinking about their work. I do it all the time. I go to work and I'm thinking about my purpose here. Because I understand my job is not my work and my work is not my job. Understand that my job will drain me but my work will energize me. We'll go to work, we'll, we'll go to our job, be on time. We'll go there every day, but won't dedicate no time to our work. And again, our work is our purpose. We, 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 we will do everything we can. Let me let you know if, if, if you're in the wrong spot. If you at your job and you thinking about being somewhere else, then you there temporarily. Because that's just how you're going to eat, but it ain't your work. Yeah, I knew I'd get an amen or two there. Understand that, that your purpose is powerful because there's power in your purpose. Now, let me, let me tell you this story about this young man. I'm almost done. We ain't going to be here forever. Um, let me tell you about this young man in the Bible, and, and I've told him before, but let me give you his whole story. Young man by the name of Joseph. Now, Joseph was, was born with purpose. Now, he was the 11th son out of 12. Now, at the, at the point of the telling the story of his life, he was the youngest son because his younger brother Benjamin was not yet born. But Joseph was born with purpose. And his purpose will be played out, and, but his purpose was revealed through some rough times. So Joseph was a dreamer, but he also had a talent of interpreting dreams. The, 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 his gifting was he was a dreamer. And he had an administrative uh, gifting that was a purpose in his life. So he's a young man. And at the time, he's his daddy's youngest. So his daddy showed him favoritism. So one day he walked up to his older brothers. He said, listen, I had a dream, y'all. Um, uh, I had some sheaves and your sheaves bowed down to my sheaves. And so his brothers hated him because of his dreams. Can I give you a sidebar? You can't share your dreams with everybody. Amen. Even people close to you. They'll hate you for your dreams. And so, and so, and so he shared his, his dreams with his brothers and they hated him because of his dreams. So Joseph, he, he, you know, time went on. Now, because he was his daddy's favorite, his daddy gave him this hot Burberry coat. It was funky. Had, you know, the plaid, the different colors in it. And his brothers didn't have one. They got a Walmart coat. He had Burberry. So... He had another dream. This time, he, he concluded his dad in the dream. He said, Dad, listen to this dream. 
He said the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars. At the time, it was only 10 stars. He only had 10 brothers, but God had given him vision, vision of purpose and all of that. So, so again, his vision was connected to his purpose. He said, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars will bow down to me. Now, he's young, so he seemed like he real cocky. And so his father said, what, what, what you mean by that? I'm going to bow down to you because the son represented the father. The moon was his mother, and the 11 stars was his 11 brothers. And so they all will bow down to me. So his brothers hate him the more because of his dreams and because of his vision and because of his purpose. And so what happened was he, his daddy sent all the older brothers out to, to the field to do some work. And, and, and he told Joseph, he said, Joseph, go check on your brother. And his father's name was Jacob, which name eventually was changed to Israel, the 12 sons, the 12 tribes of, of Israel. So, so he, he, he said to him, he said, go check on your brother. So he put on his Burberry coat. <laughs> he rose out there. Yeah, daddy sent me out here to check on y'all. They first of all, they hit him because he had the coat. They hit him because he was daddy's favorite. So they set him up. They beat him up and threw him into a pit and took his coat. Now they said, brother, threw him in a pit, but that wasn't enough. They said, you know what else we're going to do? We're going to sell you into slavery. Now keep in mind, through all of this, he still has purpose inside of him. And God's going to use the situation that he's in to help him fulfill his purpose. Because his purpose was going to be in, in Egypt, and that's where he's going to be a slave. So they, took, they, they beat him up took his coat, put some animal blood on it, went home and said, Daddy, he did. The animals got to him. So poor Joseph, he's, he's, he's in Egypt, and he's a slave and a man by the name of Potiphar's house. Now, Potiphar was a, 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 a captain in Pharaoh's army. So he was, a, he was a big wig. He was a general. He was a big wig in Pharaoh's army. And so because Joseph has purpose, God's going to use him even in the midst of his slavery to elevate him. Because guess what? When he got to Potiphar's house, he climbed to the ranks of running Potiphar's house. Yep. And you got to understand, there were people there, Minister Brian, that were, had been working for Potiphar for years. He climbed over top of them. Yep. See, that's what purpose will do. Yep. Purpose will put you in the right place over top of people who have been there longer than you. And you just got to say, I'm sorry, y'all. This is my purpose. I, I, I don't mean to step past y'all, but, but, but this is where God wants me to be. <laughs> and so, and so, so Joseph climbed to the, the top. And understand, there was people in that house that was hating on him. You can't move up and let people not hate on you. That's the way it works. <laughs> Especially when I've been here 20 years. How he come right in and go to Mally get the job? Or how did he get the title? How did he get the position? I've been here 30 years. Because it's connected to my purpose. So, so, so he, he moves up and he's doing his thing. And guess what? Potiphar House is blessed because he's in this position. Then, 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 then Potiphar had a wife. And she was a cougar. She see this young Hebrew boy coming there. You know, Joseph was a handsome young man. Young man, muscular, her old husband all dried up. She see old Joseph say, yo, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 get him to, to be my little, my jump off, my side piece, right? So, so Joseph... Because he understands his purpose. See, and, and let me tell you what God did. God was going to give him greater, but God had to test him in this house. God just said, I'm going to see if he's going to, if he can handle managing this small thing. And if he can handle managing this small thing, I'm going to give him greater. Our problem is we mess up the small thing and still got to hand out to God, give me greater. 
Joseph was a good steward over Potiphar's house. He did everything right. And then when Potiphar's wife came in, he said, nah, sure, I can't do that. First of all, I work for Potiphar. That's my boss. I'm not going to mess around with my boss's wife. Secondly, I'm not going to dishonor my God. And I, I'm going to live right because even though I'm a slave, I still honor God. And so he's like, nah. She said, I got your number. Set him up. Took a piece of his clothes off of him and told, told, his, told her husband he tried to rape me. So guess where Joseph ended up? In prison. So he went from the pit. Now, even, even all this is going on, he still has purpose. He went from the pit to a slavery to now in prison. But God is blessing him even in the midst of this because the prison he went to wasn't just a regular prison. It was one of those club med prisons. You know, remember, remember when Norris got locked up, our, our commissioner? They sent him to the real nice jail. He didn't go out Jessup. He, he went down Florida somewhere where they had palm trees. That's why they sent dignitaries, you know, to the nice jails. And so, so, so that's where Joseph ended up because he ended up in a cell with two of Pharaoh's lead people, his baker and his cupbearer. And so he ends up in jail with them. Again, he still has purpose because he, he, he still has a gift and he has a talent. The talent was interpreting dreams. And so God's going to use his talent to connect him to his, his gifting, connect him to his purpose. So he's in the jail and, and the cupbearer had a dream. Make a long story short, Joseph was able to interpret a dream and said, guess what, bruh? You're going to be restored back to your rightful place working for Pharaoh. He said, bet. I like that. Great. The baker told him his dream. He said, son, you're going to die. Pharaoh going to kill you, and you're going to die in a couple of days. And guess what? Both things happen. Now, here's the thing. Joseph said to the, to the cupbearer, he said, when you get released, man, don't forget me. Guess what? First thing he did was he forgot Joseph. The one that helped him, Tracy, the one who interpreted his dream and, and, and restored his faith, he forgot about him because he got what he needed. Got to be careful with people. You know, that's what they'll do to you sometimes. And, and, and so two years passed, and like God would have it, Pharaoh had a dream that nobody could interpret. So then the cupbearer said, you know what? I was in jail. This cat named Joseph was down there. He was there. Let's go get him. He went and got Joseph. Joseph was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream, and Pharaoh's dream was that there was a famine coming to the land, and that this famine was going to, was going to if they did not make provision for it now, it was going to destroy the entire region. So because of that, because of Joseph's ability to interpret the dream, Joseph was able to keep Egypt from experiencing this famine, and they stored up enough food, listen, not just for them, but everybody around them, countries around them. And so Joseph is now walking into his purpose because he is now the prime minister of Egypt. He's running Egypt. There's nobody higher than him except Pharaoh. Now, once again, he had to step over some people to get to his purpose. Because understand, Pharaoh had a whole team. He had, he had all these people say, how did this Hebrew, who's not even a part of us, was able to come in here and tell us what to do? Because it's my purpose. He's, 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 he's now fulfilling his purpose. And because Egypt is the only place in the region that had food, when it was time for Israel to find food, he had to send his sons to the only place where there was food, and that was Egypt. And guess who they had to go talk to to get food? Joseph. His brothers. 
And so, make a long story short, they come before him, and, and Joseph is able to, to, to give them what they need, and he tested them, and he couldn't hold it back no longer. He told them that I'm your brother, and I love you. Go get daddy and the rest of the family, and y'all come here and live with me. And so, understand the purpose of Joseph was to bring Israel the father and the nation into Egypt so that God will one day deliver them out of Egypt. His purpose. His purpose. But his purpose was connected to a talent. And his talent was connected to his gifting and his gifting revealed to him his domain and his purpose. You all are sitting on talent. Sitting on it. Sitting on gifting sitting on it and then asking God why am I here the question is you gotta ask yourself God reveal to me in my talent so I can understand my gifting so I can understand why I'm here understand my my area of leadership so I can dominate where you want me to dominate some of you all I, I swear you I can see it I can see it just as plain as the nose on your face while you're here and you're saying why am I here if I can see it, you need to ask God, God, reveal to me so I can see it. You, you, you got to do it because here's the thing. You, do, you will not, I don't care what you have achieved, just like the doctor. She achieved all this stuff but still feel empty. You ever listen to millionaires and artists? Look at people like Michael Jackson. All this money still can't find fulfillment. Still can't figure it out because he had a talent, but he never connected to his purpose. You got to understand something, church. We got to discover, use our talent to get us to a place of understanding our gifting, to get us to understand our purpose. And then the question will be asked while I'm here. I'm going to close out with this. I've used this illustration before, but I think it's fitting for now. What did I just put in here? but not just air, my air. So everything that's inside me, I put inside here. The Bible says that after God went down to the clay of the earth and he molded Adam, he breathed the ruah, which is the breath of life into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. So everything that was in God, he breathed into Adam. Leadership. Domain, dominion, purpose was breathed into Adam. When God created you, church, he breathed into you. Everything you're supposed to be is inside of you. You ain't, ain't got to fabricate it. You ain't got to make it up. You ain't even, you, all you got to do is just get a vision to understand what it is. It's inside of you. You were born with it. You were born with purpose. God breathed into you and everything God is and everything God has for you, he breathed into you before you. He said, I formed you in your mother's womb. Which means he, when you were in your mother's womb, he already had a purpose for your life and he breathed the ruah into you so you can live. Now here's the thing. Most of us just live our lives just like this. Not understand what's inside of us. People tie us up and we die just like this. Full of purpose, full of potential, never achieved. The graveyard looked just like this, full of these. 
Now, here's the thing about this balloon. In order for me to get out of it, what's inside of it, sometimes I have to apply some pressure. And as I apply pressure, the pressures of life, what's on the inside will come out. And when it comes out, purpose is revealed. While I'm here, I now understand. And church, my plan is when I die, empty. I'm going to die empty. Everything that God placed in me, I want it all to come out. So when I go to my grave, I'm going to grave just like this. Empty, because I have now fulfilled my purpose. So don't despise when the pressure comes. The pressure's coming to get out of you what's inside of you. Remember I told you before that God made us from dirt. And that, that he placed a seed in dirt because he knew in dirt the seed would grow. And some, for some of us, the, the, the seed been growing so long, your balloon is, I wish I, let me see. I got these old lungs. That's the best I'm going to do. I ain't even going to try. But you get that my point. Some of, some of us are five times this size because you've just been sitting on your purpose, sitting on your gifting, full of potential, full of the breath of God and has not realized any of it. And then years 10 come by, year 30 comes by, year 50 and 60 come by, you still look like this. Allow yourself to seek God's face and say, God, give me a vision of my talent. Give me a vision of my gifting. And as you give me a vision of my gifting, then in that, God, reveal to me my purpose. And after you've revealed me my purpose, God, I don't mind you applying no pressure. So it can all come out. So that I can now know why I'm here. Here's the thing. This is all aligned with our vision for this year, divine alignment. This year, church, I want you to align yourself with God's purpose for your life. Because that's where your fulfillment will come. I don't care how many degrees you get. I don't care. I don't care how many accolades you get from the world. Until you realize and discover your purpose, you will not find fulfillment. And so this year, we're going to align ourselves with God's plan for our life so we can have fulfillment, so we can die empty. Come on, stand on your feet. I'm done. Thank you for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast. To listen to this message or past sermons, download the Mixcloud app in the Google Play or iTunes store. Go to mgwc.net to join and get the latest church announcements. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. Thank you again for listening to the Rhema Talk podcast. Hope you join us next time.